Blog Talk Radio. You are listening to Help for HD Live, the first podcast created for families living with Huntington's and juvenile Huntington's disease. Don't forget to find us on iTunes, Blog Talk, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. You can also search over 500 archived episodes and other projects at helpforhd.org. To watch us in person, find Help for HD TV on YouTube and subscribe and ring the bell for notifications on new content. Help for HD Live is going on air in 5, 4, 3, 2, Hello, everyone, and thanks so much for tuning in to Help for HD Live. This show is made possible because of a grant from Teva Pharmaceuticals and the Griffin Foundation. I'm your host, Lauren Holder, and today we have Dr. Bonnie Hedig-Tressman and um, Debbie Fox-Davis on the, um, on the show for, from HD Reach um, to talk about one of their um, pathway program paths um, and you know, just kind of go into uh, what their pathway program is. It's actually a new program. Um, for those who don't know HD uh, Reach, they are located in North Carolina, and um, and are they're an amazing organization. I remember when they began. Um, ladies, thank you so much for coming on and talking with us today. Well, thank you for having me. Hi, Lauren. It's great to be here. Thank you. So let's um, let's get a little bit of a background on HD Reach and kind of if you could um, just kind of tell us what HD Reach is and um, just a little bit of their history. Sure, uh, HD Reach was started in 2009 to help families that are impacted by Huntington's disease, and as you said, it was started in North Carolina um, with the goal that they would be able to create a new type of, of healthcare model that was not a medical facility, but was just based a community-based organization that would help families at, you know, at any level who are going through uh, the journey with Huntington's disease and really help uh, connect people to access better medical care, understand what kind of medical treatments are available, um, help people understand about clinical trials and how to get involved with them, how to find the best uh, medical providers and non-medical providers, and also just provide support for all of the challenges that are involved with going through Huntington's disease. And so that's that's our, our story, and what we, we're here to do is just really work with people to improve their quality of life as they go on this journey with Huntington's. And it really is an amazing organization. It's the brainchild of Dr. Mary Edmondson, who um, I have a lot of respect for and have known for a long time and just a wonderful family. So um, great organization. They've been very helpful in North Carolina, and they've got this new program. It's called the Pathway Program. Um, can you tell us a, a little bit about the program? Sure. Um, Pathway is just our way of making a program that would help tailor our recommendations to the needs of each person that we are working with. So as somebody joins the pathway, they, you know, we talk to them about what, what their path looks like, and then we help make recommendations for them that, so that they're going to be able to live their best life with HD. Um, we work with family members individually because we know each person plays a different, has a different role 
in the family and, and has different needs. And so we help to create each person, create a path for each person to live well with HD. And then within the pathway program, we, we, you know, look through our data, we recognize what are the common issues that people are having and where are the issues where they needed more extensive and more individualized help. And so we created five different customized paths where we offer guidance on critical issues, and these can include um, finding long-term care options. Uh, we provide training for healthcare professionals who are caring for somebody with HD. We have special workshops for helping to manage irritability and other challenging behaviors. We've developed a therapy path where people can speak one-on-one -on -one with a licensed therapist to help with HD-related issues, including things like anxiety and depression and trauma. And this is for anybody who is a, a client and a family member. And then we also have the path that we're going to be talking more about today, which is our at-risk um, decision-making path and our anonymous genetic testing path. And so these last paths that I mentioned are all fee-based because they provide highly individualized counseling, whereas all of the other work that HD Reach does is completely free and open and available to the public. Um, and I should say, too, that a lot of what we're doing is on the educational level, and that's that's free and open to anyone, anywhere. So as you said, we're going to talk about, um, go more in-depth with the at-risk decision path and the anonymous genetic testing path. So let's start with the at-risk decision path. What can someone expect if they choose to go down this path? Yeah, and this is Dr. Bonnie. I'm going to jump in here a little bit. So if somebody decides that uh, they would like to go on to the at-risk decision path, the first thing we do is we have somebody we, we call a patient navigator who talks to them about their benefits. So this is before any informed consent is signed, anything, any kind of connection to uh, a therapist or going through this path is done. And I think it's really important just to make sure that people know that this pre-programming, pre-program guidance, basically we're calling it, will address issues such as insurance and understanding why it's important to at least educate yourself about benefits. So I think that that's number one is, is really um, important for people to know that it's not just let's walk through the door and do this. Then with, when somebody does um, go through this, First of all, we want them to know that this is completely confidential. As Debbie said, we're not a medical facility, so there's no risk of information leaking into a medical chart, and I think that that's important for people to understand as well. And we're really the only organization in this country that, that offers something like this. You know, other places that do offer confidential and anonymous testing are through medical facilities or academic facilities. So this is totally separate. Once we do talk to somebody, uh, the first thing we do after all of the informed consents are done, then we have them talk to a therapist uh, that is, and we do something called a biopsychosocial assessment. We're looking at physical things that are going on, psychiatric things that are going on, social, basically their whole social support system, and doing a really full assessment with them. And it's important also to know that the person who's going through this at-risk decision path can have multiple sessions with a licensed therapist who is an HD expert. That can be really um, very comforting for people as well to know that the people who they're speaking with get HD. We also can discuss uh, resiliency and coping skills because not everybody knows that they want to go forward for the genetic testing, but, you know, this is that at risk trying to figure out is this the right time. 
Another really important thing that we do is that we talk to uh, the person, we call a client, uh, about their care partners, that the other people who are in their families, we assess their needs and address any issues in education that might come up. Once we do all of this, we uh, evaluate them, and if the person wants to go, continue to go forward, and again, like any uh, uh, genetic testing path that other people, you know, other organizations offer, people can stop at any time. And it might be that someone says, I have all this information, I still need to make a decision, or I don't want to make a decision right now, that's fine. If they do want to go forward, then they are evaluated by a psychiatrist to determine if they're psychiatrically stable. And I think that that's really important to know. All of the, plat the platform that we use is confidential. It's a secure teletherapy platform that is HIPAA compliant. So, again, even though we're not a medical facility, we do have an informed consent. We have HIPAA of, of information that people do need to read and to sign off. And then, again, once we go through this process and they do want to meet with a psychiatrist, that psychiatrist will evaluate them to determine if they are psychiatrically stable. So let's say that the person then says, okay, I got this clearance from the psychiatrist. I do want to go forward with that next path, that genetic testing path. First thing that we do is we have a, basically it's called a, a pre-blood draw um, meeting to explain the whole process. We know that when people are going through this and will get their, want, are having a meeting to get their results, that a lot of times people are only hearing the results and not all the other information. So we do a whole assessment that we work with a, a, a person, and usually their testing partner, their significant other, and we will talk to them about what to expect during this whole process. We'll also ask a lot of questions. So we talk about where they're actually going to be when they receive the results, and we'll talk a little bit about, you know, that in terms of this, this virtual platform. Um, but we also want to know if they have family members, especially young children, where are the family members going to be? We ask really specific questions in terms of where are you going to be situated? Who are you going to be with? Do you have a bit of downtime right afterwards? Are you, you know, not just opening up a door and trying to pull, pull everything together, a positive result, and, and not, you know, if, you've, if you haven't talked to your children about this? We also do talk to people about how they can broach the subject with their children, and that's young children all the way up to, to young adults. So we really try to delve into a time where people are able to take in all of this information well before we even have the blood draw done. Then we do a blood draw in a non-medical setting, and we make sure that, we, that everything, all the information is accurate. And it is done confidentially and anonymously. So in terms of anonymously, people are able to choose a fake name. They can make up their own name. That way, in case something does happen where um, when, when results are sent from the laboratory, it's sent by a fax number with one digit off or somebody's misspelling of somebody's name on a, an email. That way, all this information is all coded with a pseudonym. So if it does, quote, unquote, get lost, people can't trace back who the, the owner of the blood is. Then what happens is that the results are provided by two licensed therapy, therapists five weeks after the blood draw is, is done. We know that it does take a while for sometimes the blood to be processed, so we just have that, that consistent five-week time. Also, during that time, if people want to make a decision to say, I'm not ready to have my results, that's fine as well. You know, we will just say that these results will be put away under lock and key, and if and when you are ready, we can revisit this. 
Then finally, we do have a personalized care plan for every person who's testing and their care partner, because I think that that's really important that we at least try to discuss what will happen next. That either can happen at that meeting that we give the results, or sometimes, as I said, it's really hard to take in all this information except if this is positive or negative. So we do, no matter if it is positive or negative, we do ask to do a follow-up call with that person two weeks after the results visit. So I think that those are kind of, you know, a, a, a thumbnail picture of how we do the at-risk decision path as well as the genetic testing path. And um, you mentioned the teletherapy. So all of this can be done virtually? Yes. So as I said, when somebody calls in, um, that you know, the first thing that we do, and you mentioned before that we are situated and home office is in Raleigh, uh, North Carolina. We are now covered in, in multiple states. So it's North Carolina, South Carolina, and Virginia. So we have licensed therapists and psychiatrists who are all people who are licensed in those three states. So it can be done virtually. Uh, somebody will call in. As I said, somebody will get a, a call from the patient navigator. And then you know, all the information, all the documents, such as informed consent. And also, it's really important to know that people need to provide a valid license or a government-issued ID. So we're not saying that the, our, 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 our file on them is anonymous that they do need to provide their correct information so we know who we're speaking to, but when any of the blood is sent out, that's under a pseudonym. So it's really important to, for people to know that there is some type of file, especially when they uh, sign an informed consent, that's under their real name. Then in terms of virtual, all of the um, appointments with the therapist and with the psychiatrist are done virtually under a, a HIPAA-compliant platform called Doxy. So this is, uh, you know, is, is basically like people would think about Zoom or any of those online platforms, but it is HIPAA compliant and people do use this for lots of, of, of teletherapy and telemedicine uh, um, services that are provided as well. So these are all done virtually except, of course, for the blood draw. The way that we test for this, the CAG repeats for Huntington's disease is through a, a blood test. That is obviously a person has to be able to meet up with a, a trained phlebotomist, a licensed phlebotomist. They do need to make sure that that person is who they are, that that picture from their ID matches up with who they are. And then, as I said, the, um, anything that is signed or anything that is labeled is with a pseudonym. So let me ask, um, what is the benefit of testing anonymously? Yeah, it's a good it's a good question and something that people really um, kind of some people know right away that they want to do this. Some people aren't thinking about this. Some people, you know, we educate. So especially for people who are asymptomatic, meaning that they might have this gene but they don't show any symptoms of Huntington's disease, sometimes they they don't want other people to know, such as an employer. So if you are going to a testing center that you are using your health insurance, many times health insurance are covered by employers. So employers are privy to that information. Now, I know somebody might say that we do have the GINA Act, the uh, Genetic Non-Discrimination Act, and I get that, and on paper that works well. But sometimes people feel that there are ways and subtle ways that an employer might say, wait a second, you know, there might be some health issues going on here. And I'm not saying that that happens, but we can't prevent that from happening. 
The other is, for example, that if somebody is in a, um, a healthcare system, that there's a medical chart, what happens if that person gets tested and they're positive, and then a year or two later they're doing something and they break a bone, and a coworker uh, you know, brings them to the emergency room, and you know, uh, they're sitting with them uh, in an emergency room, and a healthcare provider walks in and says, oh, okay, I'm just going through your medical history, and I see that you've tested positive for Huntington's disease. So you know, these are things that can be accidentally disclosed, but it can happen. So testing anonymously, uh, especially through the system that, that we have created through this platform, is, can be really, really helpful. It gives, when people test anonymously, that individual has complete control over how and when their results can be shared. And I think that it's really important for people to know that, that this is their information um, to, to make sure that, that they can disclose when they want to. Yes, absolutely, and that's the whole reason I did it anonymously um, originally was that control of being able to, you know, to tell when I wanted to. So um, very, very good point. Thank you for that. Um, so as far as the paths go, do you have to complete both paths, or can you just do one and not do the other? That's a really good question as well. So if people do want to go through genetic testing path, there is a prerequisite, meaning that they do need to go through the at-risk decision path. And I know that people have said, and through the 25 years of working with people who have HD or who are at risk or their families, I know so many times that people have said to me, I've lived with this for multiple generations. I know what I want to do and I want to go forward but it's really about preparation. And sometimes people aren't thinking about their benefits. Sometimes people aren't thinking about, you know, what is it that I need right now? My whole goal for uh, when I talk to people is that I say, once we give these results, whether they're positive or negative, we can never undo that. We can never take that back. So we do, even though a person might say, I know I want to go forward, we do ask them to do a pro-con analysis. You mentioned Dr. Mary Edmondson. She came up with this, um, this basic pro-con analysis in terms of what if I did go now? What if I didn't? What if I was tested later? What if I wasn't? And I think it's really helpful for people to put that down on paper, even though they have said, you know, I want to do this. I'm ready for this. Can I just stick my arm out? It really is about not just them. How are they going to give the results to other people? Have you told people in your family that you are, are planning on doing this? There's that whole issue that, of carrying that burden to say, I'll decide later on if you know, I'm positive or negative when to disclose that information. We really take a lot of time to, with people to say, you're, when you are doing that, you're carrying a huge burden and you're taking the control away from somebody else. So let's talk about ways that you can do this now to see if people, maybe it's someone in your family, maybe a significant other, maybe a friend, that you can have this discussion before you are tested to see if that person wants to be part of your journey. That takes a huge burden off of you. So I think it really is important for people to go through that at-risk decision path, whether it is through HD Reach or through somebody else, and make sure that you do have some type of counseling so you can really uh, educate yourself and be aware of all of these little innuendos that are going on. And then in terms of, as you say, the next step, it might be that that person says, you know what, I decided that I'm not ready right now, which is perfect. Nobody is forcing anyone and nobody should ever force anyone to have the genetic test. 
but then um, that they, once they have the uh, the basically a certificate, you know, a piece of paper from the psychiatrist who says, yes, you can go forward, um, then we can go ahead and do the genetic testing. And just to add, in terms of, you know, the psychiatrist, if that person is evaluated and the psychiatrist feels that that person is not the right time, then we will, we will not just let that, say that person come back. You know, we'll talk to them about making assessments. Are they dealing with other issues? Is there depression that needs to be addressed? Are there addiction issues? Is there something else that is causing uh, that reason for them not to be cleared to, to, uh, be, to go forward with the genetic testing? If so, we will work with them on some of those and then be able to come back. So we're never just leaving somebody alone. So I think it's really important, again, that we want to make sure that the person is educated, that they're aware of the risk and, and benefits, and that they're psychiatrically stable so that they can go forward. It's about prevention. Awesome. Um, and you briefly mentioned that there is a fee associated with with these paths, um, specifically these paths, or with all of the with the um, program, the whole pathway program. So, hi, this is Debbie. I just want to go over, um, yeah, what our structure is, what our model is. We are a nonprofit organization, and we don't charge for any of our services. So you can call in, you know, talk to one of our licensed social workers, find out what your path, you know, for living well with HDR, and there's no charge for that. We have lots of educational programs. We do lots of workshops. All of that is free. But like I did mention at the beginning, there are some specific fee-based paths. And one of them is this um, decision path and the de testing path. And those both do have fees associated with them. And as Bonnie pointed out, you know, we keep those two paths separate so that somebody can decide that they just want to do the decision path and just want to go through talking to somebody, but they may not want to go through with testing. So we don't charge, you know, one set price for genetic testing. We break it down into two pieces. Um, so just as everybody knows, the decision path would cost $750, and the testing path is then $450. And the fees are charged separately, um, but we don't want cost to be a barrier for anybody. So we do have scholarships that can be provided on a need basis, and then we also accept donations so that we can, that we can provide those scholarships. Does insurance cover any of those fees? Well, um, HD Reach does not file for insurance because we're not a medical um, provider, so we keep that totally separate. So we're only working directly for each of our clients. We're not working for an insurance company. We're not doing anything by their rules. We're, we're I mean, we follow all um, medical practices and, and best practices, but we're not, we don't ever file with an insurance company. However, that being said, we can provide you with a super bill and or we can provide a client with this super bill and they can submit that bill for reimbursement through their health insurance coverage or through their health savings account, their HSA. So we make it possible for somebody to file for insurance. Well, that's really good, especially you know, if you have an HSA and you're able to submit it. Um, that's a really good thing to know. Um, so you yeah. also mentioned that that now you guys are able to do North Carolina, Virginia, and South Carolina. Um, 
are you planning on, you know, spreading out to other states or will it just remain, you know, in these three? No, we are planning on, on, you know, trying to create a larger footprint. We're looking at where there's a lack of services. We really, HD Reach really tries to find where there's a gap. I mean, that's why um, Dr. Mary Edmondson started HD Reach is she knew that there was just a gap in community-based services. The Centers of Excellence do a fantastic job of providing, you know, state-of-the-art um, help for people with HD, but there's so many people who are in the prodromal stage who really don't have a place to go. There are so many family members that don't have a place to go. And then, you know, we've recognized, or it was actually Mary who started this whole anonymous genetic testing program, that this is another large gap. And so what we're doing is we're mapping out where the gaps are largest and trying to fill in where we can. So as we mentioned, we were started in North Carolina, so that was the first place we provided the services. Um, and then we have branched out to Virginia and South Carolina, and we are looking to um, to expand to other areas as well. And we've also been finding that, you know, people have found HD Reach from all over the country, and we've had um, people fly in so that they can receive these services. They have to um, travel to one of those states and then stay there for both the, the um, at-risk decision path portion of it and then come back five weeks later for the results so that they can be in the state where we're licensed. So that is a, a, another way that if somebody wants to overcome those barriers, they can come to HD Reach to get um, our anonymous genetic testing. That's awesome. I'm so glad that you guys are expanding and Mary is just very smart like that in finding those gaps. So, um, you know, I'm very excited to see where you guys go with that and um, see you expand. So um, where can people go if they're interested in learning more about the Pathway Program and the specific paths? I'm glad you asked. Well, Lauren, our, our website has a ton of information on it, um, a lot of information about Huntington's disease itself but also it has all of the information about the pathway program and about all of these specific paths. And our website is simply um, www.hdreach.org. And then I also want people to know that we have staff available Monday through Friday for anybody to call in, and they're there from 9 to 5 p.m., that's Eastern time, and they can answer any questions um, and give you pre-program guidance, as Bonnie mentioned, Dr. Bonnie mentioned, about insurance or about anything related to Huntington's disease. Um, if you're more comfortable just emailing us, you can always do that, and the easiest way to email us is through um, info at hdreach.org. Um, Oh, and I don't think I mentioned our phone number. That's an important thing to, to tell you, everyone. Um, our phone number is 919-803-8128. And I do want to emphasize that everything, every call we receive, every person we speak to, we treat as, you know, one individual, and each conversation is kept completely confidential unless that person requests that we share their information with somebody else. So... You know, as you mentioned, having control is important, and that's something that Mary has uh, baked into our entire system so that each of our clients have control over their information. 
Um, and we want to work with you and make sure that each person knows that everything that's discussed with us is kept confidential um, and that we'll handle all of the information appropriately. That's, that's so awesome. Um, ladies, do you have any final thoughts for the Huntington's community before we sign off today? Um, I just want to just emphasize that HD Reach is a community-based organization, and that's why we're here. We're here to be available to help anybody live well with HD. We know that there are so many wonderful things that are available to families that have Huntington's disease that can help make the process so much easier, and, and that's why we're here, is to help solve some of those problems to help individuals, and that's what we're, you know, we're supported by the community because we're here for the community. Our, fam our services are all very family-centered because we believe that every member of the family is impacted by HD in a very unique way. Um, we are privately funded through donations. Um, and we also, can I just plug that we have a really great educational conference coming up on May 1st that is free and available to anyone. Um, just go onto our website and click the button and you can register and attend. Um, it will be from 10 till 2 o'clock Eastern Time on May 1st, and this is all virtual. So even if you can't attend the sessions live, where you'll have the opportunity to ask questions and you'll also have the opportunity to, um, we're, we're trying to build a little beehive of information so that everybody in the community is an expert. Um, but So we want people to be able to interact with each other and talk to each other. So we've got lunch tables set up so that people can come in, virtually sit down, and talk to each other about their experiences with HD. And then we also have just a phenomenal um, uh, group of experts who are going to be coming in and speaking about current research trends, also things, topics such as spirituality in, in HD and caregiving. Um, Bonnie's going to be talking about how to, to understand the different myths and, and help break down some of the, the stereotypes and break down some of the misunderstandings about HD and know how to get the best information. Um, Dr. Mary Edmondson is going to be talking about skill-based training for caregivers so that they can build up their skills. She's also going to be giving a talk on, on suicide prevention. Um, we have so many great talks, including one that's going to be really amazing. We're going to be doing art therapy where we have a link so that you know what supplies you'll need and you can follow along with an incredible art therapist. And all of this is free. It is all funded through donations, and that's why it's brought to everybody in the HD community. And we just encourage everybody to go to our website at hdreach.org, register to attend, and then share this with your family members, too, because there really is something there for, for everyone at every level of every place on the journey. Oh, yes. And it's I amazing. Just like I've already registered. You, okay. Oh, great. I just great. want to say thank you, Lauren, just for this opportunity. I want, really want people to know that they are not alone and that there are no silly questions. If you have a question about at-risk testing or any of the paths or genetic count, you know, any, any type of, 
of um, a path that, that Debbie and I had spoken about, pick up the phone and call us. There are no silly questions. Even if you're out of our jurisdiction, we are, we are happy to, to provide guidance to you. We'll let you know about our path and maybe some of the questions that you might need to ask or you, you, you might think about asking uh, providers in your area. They, you're not alone, and, and we're here for the entire community. So please do contact us. Yes, thank you so much um, for that, and I think that's very important for those who who know you. They do know how how um, passionate you are for the Huntington's community, and um, we are so grateful for that um, and knowing that we can reach out. Um, ladies, thank you so much for coming on today and telling us about um, this program, and um, I hope that everyone has a wonderful week. And make sure to tune in next week. Take care, everybody. Thanks, Lauren. Lauren, thank you so much. And please take care. Thanks, you too. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to visit www.help4hd.org and sign up for our email newsletter to stay up to date on all that is going on at Help for HD. Get social with us and like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and subscribe to Help for HD TV on YouTube and ring the bell for notifications.